many people who have faith, their faith ebbs and flows, right? Sometimes we're super close, sometimes not so much. And I've always loved this story, The Road to Emmaus, because it just is so amazing that regardless of where you are or who you are or what you believe, he's with you. And at just some point, when you're ready, your eyes will be opened and you'll see him. And that's just so powerful. Like, and it makes me want to go to people and be like, just wait, it's coming. Hey there, and thanks for joining us today on Study with Friends. I'm Paige, and we're currently going through a multi-part study on Jesus's resurrection. We hope that the truths we're gleaning from God's word are helping to bolster your faith. If you've missed any part of the series or would like to go back and re-listen, you can find past episodes on our website, studywithfriends.org. You can also listen anytime, anywhere with your favorite streaming service, or you can watch the ladies on YouTube. Whichever way you've chosen to join us, we're so glad you're here. Let's start today's study. So Luke 24, 13 through 31. The first people who see him are on the road to Emmaus. You had me read to 31, but 32 is like one of my favorite Go ahead, read it. verses. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to yeah. us? And I just think that's such a... That feels so personal. Yeah. That feels so, and so relevant to us now. Did your heart not burn when, when you first became a believer? <sighs> mm-hmm. Did your heart not burn when you realized the truth of the yeah. gospel? Like, I just, I love that verse. That's an awesome segue mm. into remembering that. What did your heart feel like when you first became a believer? Do you remember you were young, right? I, yeah, I had a conversion experience when I was five. My parents have told me about it. I don't remember. Okay. I think it probably was the real thing. Um, I didn't re, I, you know, I was raised in a <clears throat> Christian home. I, I strayed from the faith for a number of years and I did come back in my twenties, at which point I, I recommitted mm-hmm. and I just felt overwhelmed. And, and whether that was my conversion experience then or at age five, it doesn't matter. I truly felt just blown away by his endless love for me at that time and how amazing that was but don't you feel like i and and i say this because you say i don't know if i was converted then or now or later you know Mm -hmm. whenever it was even the showing of these guys these guys obviously were believers right they believed in god they believed in the god of israel and then they see but they didn't necessarily understand what was going to happen to jesus but they still believed right so i wouldn't say that their conversion experience changed or whatever it was like Jesus just reaffirmed, this is who I am. This is who I was. And I feel like that happens. I mean, that happens to me a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I get these moments where I'm like, oh, now I remember. I forgot. I turned away. I, I forgot who you were. And I'm so glad that you reminded me mm-hmm. who you were in this moment when I really, really needed you. What about you guys? And that's what the scripture is about. Yeah. Because they were walking away from where believers were. Mm-hmm. They were leaving Jer- Jerusalem talking about this where it's Jesus came like right in the nick of time of when they needed him of like, you're talking about this experience and you're in disbelief, which means you're going to go somewhere and talk about it in disbelief Mm -hmm. where you can confirm other people to say not to believe it. But he, like you said, 
talked about it from Moses all the way through of what the prophet said, and then turned them back around to go join the believers to say like, this is what's really happening. This is who Jesus is. And yes, he is not dead. He's not in a tomb. We had our own encounter. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. What about you? Um, I think that, you know, it's many people who have faith, they're, their faith ebbs and flows, right? You know, it's sometimes we're super close, sometimes not so much. Um, but the beauty, and I've always loved this, um, this, again, I hate to use the word story, yeah. but I always like this, this story, the road to Emmaus, because for me, it, it just is so amazing that regardless of where you are or who you are or what you believe, he's with you. Mm-hmm. And at just some point, when you're ready, your eyes will be opened and you'll see him. And that's just so powerful. Like, and it makes me want to go to people and be like, just wait, it's coming, you know? But yeah. I love it. I watched you get emotional with that. I think yeah, that's so a little cool. bit. I know. I, but that's what he does for us. Like, that's what he did for these guys. When they, when he opened their eyes to them, they were like, oh my God. You know, it's, mm. it's just amazing what he can do for you yeah. when you're willing to sit and allow your eyes. Get rid of those emotional blinders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allow your eyes to be open to who he is and let him come in and change your life. Like mm. it is, it's worth being emotional. Yeah. And that's why like I, I appreciate that they can show it, right? Which mm-hmm. gives us the ability that we can show it. We don't have to be so hard mm-hmm. to it and forget that he's changed us. Right. He's changed us completely from within, right? And he continues to do it all the time. Ebbs and flows. Right. But he continues to work on us all the time. He doesn't give up on us. He doesn't let us go. Yeah. Right? And that's a blessing because yeah left to our own devices <laughs> we've all remembered what mm. left to our own devices looks like right <laughs> and right. it's never as pleasant as being even the long suffering mm-hmm. if you're left to your own devices long suffering yeah what hope is that right and that always comes right so all right off tangent sorry guys mm. i appreciate it though all right so after the eyewitnesses this is great after the eyewitnesses accounts were floating around we see a lot of disbelief so even then the women saw it. And these were women, and I hate to sort of give a little more details of the story, but these were women that they were with, right? These guys, Peter, they were, some of them were their moms, mm-hmm. right? Like James's <laughs> mom was like, I saw him. And, no, you didn't see him, <laughs> right? So why was there disbelief? When he said he was coming back, why was there disbelief? They probably thought he would come back to them, not the women. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> That's something. Yeah. (laughs) That's pride too. Yeah. Love the sin of pride. So I think it's interesting. I think it was in Matthew. There was, um, in my Bible, there's a note that says that the Sadducees were known to deny the resurrection of the dead. So it's kind of like ingrained in them to not believe it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, we've got the hope. We hope that he comes back. But in reality, we're taught people don't come back. Yeah. Once they die, that's it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that, um, just sorry, I'm looking at my notes. Okay. Um, you know, the, that even the, the Jewish people, they opposed the story of the resurrection um, because they said it was a de- uh, deception perpetrated by the disciples, you know, this is all, you know, that they're trying to forward their agenda. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like, you know, kind of like you want to, what camp do you want to believe in, right? Do you want to believe that there, you know, really is truth to his story? Or do you want to believe that, you know, meanwhile, while nobody was looking, even though it was the Sabbath, you know, somebody snuck in there and took it and, you know, you know, and if you're a non-believer and you look at that and you say to yourself, okay, let's say that that's more believable than his his return, right? The fact that that story has gone through time and goes through so many different, like, very, like so many different religions. Oh, yeah, that Jesus guy, he was trouble. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like the fact that if if it was all a deception, what an amazing effort that everyone yeah. would have had to put in to make that deception last 2000 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the the discipleship was so small. It was only 12. Like for them to go off and how many how many people believe now? A little more than 12. Like yeah. Yeah. you know, yes. so it's like the fact that that could have spread and and overtaken mm-hmm. so many other beliefs at that time. It's just it's it's hard to not believe in in the truth of that so yeah and so in in going in that because this is obviously a miracle and one of the things that you said was about like even though it's right in front of you you can deny it right right in front of you and so it makes me think I'm, I'm very into miracles right now. So now you get to tell me about miracles. Anyone, this is open to all of you guys, miracles in your life, mm-hmm. things that even people maybe necessarily wouldn't consider a miracle, right? Because mm-hmm. the empty tomb is a miracle. Mm-hmm. A stone was rolled away that couldn't have been rolled away except by several men. This isn't something that obviously the women were worried, so they couldn't do it. Still, people can turn around and say, it was just a coincidence or some five guys came in the middle of the night, right? Like, so we can cover everything in coincidence. What are some miracles that you, in hindsight, because we usually don't see them before, so in hindsight that you would say was definitely a miracle in your life? (laughs) Conversion obviously is one of them. It's tough, right? Because when you think of miracles, you think of like the big transformative, like the, what's it, the thing that happens in Mexico where the, the Mother Mary yeah. appears right. and all the people are like, or the statue cries, cries you know, right, cries. Right, yeah. And it's like, so you're thinking, oh, it's got to be something overwhelming. It's got to be this big, huge display of, of, you know, amazingness. But you're right. It's like the miracles are in the everyday moments. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that, I continuously, you know, I, I'm I'm like that small child that like wanders off, you know, <laughs> and the parents like, no, 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 come back over here, mm-hmm. and you know, and it just keeps redirecting me. Even, you know, even in the beginning of my walk, like I didn't even know I was walking. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't even realize I needed faith, and he just kept, come on, yeah, come on, you know. I'm like, okay, I'll pay attention for a little bit, and I'm like, oh, look butterfly like you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and then i'll stray again but that to me that's a miracle that he doesn't give up that he's just he's patient mm-hmm. and he's just like okay yeah come on all right here i come like you know so i that that's the miracle for me that he just doesn't give up anyone else i agree um, one miracle i can say is um when i was i think like 
12 or 13, my great-grandmother passed away. She was like 95. And one of her nurse attendants spoke of like how good she was and like praying with her. And one of her prayers was that one um, one of my first cousins, well, two of them would become saved, that like they would step Jesus into their life. And so I'm sitting at this funeral like, wow, that's like so amazing to where this nurse would mention like my two cousins to form a relationship with Christ. And I was like, I wonder what that all is about. Like, because I didn't know the hardship that they were going through of like abuse in their home. And so, um, or troubled times in their home. And so like to fast forward, my cousin, he passed away at the end of 2021. And so, you know, I just thought back like, oh my goodness, like this, my great grandmother prayed, a lot of people prayed, but then it's like, he did know God. Mm -hmm. He knew scripture. He knew how to interact with people of teaching them about Jesus's love. And like, for me, that's the miracle of like, instead of me like day by day, like it's a miracle happening, the miracle happened. But it's like, this was over a 30 year period of seeing how God worked in him and how he loved. Yeah. And they're sometimes the hardest ones to see. Because I, I always think of miracles hindsight. Mm I like I even like what you were saying, Jen, those series of events that brought me to faith that would have never seemed to line up. It was through reading books. It's going to sound terrible. On, it was about reading books of vampires and that translated all the way to me having faith. And so it was just these, but it was like 50 baby steps. Like it obviously it wasn't right from there to there. Like, oh, you need Christ in your life in that book. And then all of a sudden I was converted. It wasn't anything like that. But it was these series of events that I look back now. And I'm like, without even that, those two pieces, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have connected. And so I always just think about the, how miraculous it is mm-hmm. that he does that. And that he does it unwittingly, right? Like, you don't know it's happening at the time. You can't, you know, you can't like buckle down. And I know there were people praying for me. And so his miracles are just, they're always amazing to me. And sometimes they're the smallest of small miracles. Like I remember seeing a deer and I was like, oh. I totally asked to see that deer. And I remember later <laughs> being so excited because I just, all I wanted to do was see a deer on my walk. It's literally all I wanted to do. And I prayed about it and it showed up, which someone listening is probably like, that's not a miracle. Right. But to me it was because mm-hmm. it was what I needed at the time. Right. And he showed up. Mm-hmm. So, all right, moving on. So, because we talked about unbelief. Why? So Jesus comes in later and he reproaches them. I hate using a Christian, Christian word. He, um, he yells at them, essentially. He's frustrated with them because they didn't believe. Right. And so why, um, well, we talked about why they didn't, but what makes him so frustrated? Why would he be frustrated that they didn't believe? They had firsthand accounts of Jesus. They had intimate times with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, He's frustrated because all of that time in the teachings, it was like forgotten. What was he teaching them? He was teaching them to spread the word. He was Mm -hmm. teaching them to say that love is what comes first. And he was teaching them that, you know, oh my God, I'm at a brain fart. (laughs) 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 He was teaching him that, that, that through him, that they, they can commune with God. And so, um, and it was that he can't do it by himself and that he took these few 12 people and the interactions that he had with the the numerous miracles that he had before his death 
all of that needed to come together to fulfill the prophecy. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been fulfilled if they didn't do their part. And Jesus said, I did my part. I talked to you. Mm-hmm. I walked with you. I fed you. And so now I need you to walk, talk, and feed and baptize like I did. And after you said he did he did his part, what was the other part of his part that he did that he just showed up? Wait, said it again? <laughs> you said he did his part. and you he said died. He, he, and then what? He rose again. Right, and then yeah. he rose again, right, and he shows up. Yeah. You're right. He says, I did my part. I died, and I'm back. Right. Why don't you believe me? Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. So because what did he do? And, and you're right. He did all of those healings. He did. He, he showed them how to love. He showed them how to suffer. He showed them all those things mm-hmm. in his um, resurrection. What? I, I'm trying to get to a very particular. Why should they have known he would be back? He told them that he would be back. How many times do you remember? At the Last Supper, he told them. Um. When, when Peter walked on water, didn't he tell them or no? I'm not sure. We'll have to look that one up. Okay. But, I, but he, he he told them several times. Yeah. And he got bigger and bigger each time. This right. is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. And I'm going to come back again in three days. So right. he did. He told them several times. So that have there been times, and this is again out of the blue, have there been times where you didn't listen? And yes. <laughs> yes. Every day. <laughs> and you were, and then afterwards you're like, why didn't I listen? So, um, can you think of anything? I don't know if you can think of anything offhand where you specifically didn't listen. And maybe you got reproached, yelled at, frustrated. I don't know if it wasn't a listening. It was, I was being very begrudgingly. And we were on vacation every year. We would go to um, Miami for Christmas because that's where my grandmother lived. And so um, before going, I got into an argument with my one sister. Then I got into an argument with my other sister where I felt like I was double teamed and so um we were we were supposed to go to the mall before we had all these arguments and like I didn't want to go <laughs> and so um my mom drew drove us to the mall and I was like oh my goodness I left my wallet so then she drove me back to the hotel that came back and then something else happened. she said you know what everything is going wrong for you because you won't let it go you're holding on to this anger just let it go and you will have a good time and so it's like for me that I broke down crying because it's like <laughs> I can't let go of this anger. <laughs> I'm just so frustrated. She's like, you're letting it go now. She's talking yeah. about what you're frustrated. And get out the car and leave me alone because I don't <laughs> want to be that. And so it's like one of those things like we try to hold on to something that God is saying we don't. I don't need it because he is something bigger for me. Mm-hmm. And so like that's what every time when I think of like I go to that one because it was just such a big thing. My mom was because she doesn't get angry. So she, when her voice changed, I was like, oh. <laughs> it was like God yelling at me. And so like that helped me ring it in of like, okay, let it go. Listen. And then good things will happen. It had a great massage that day. <laughs> you know, had a great lunch. I'm not mad at people anymore. Yep. Yeah. When we hold on to those sins, it's terrible. I know. Yeah. All right. Jesus shows himself to 11 more. What was the point? This is a practical one, really. What was the point of him touching and eating? I think he knew he was about to commission them and they really needed their faiths and belief solidified Yeah, Mm -hmm. because they know it's coming. Mm -hmm. He was executed for what he'd been preaching and he's now asking them, I need you to go and preach this Mm -hmm. to everyone. So they, they needed that time of really being affirmed and prepared. Yeah. And I love this in the book where he says, you know, touch me, feel me, I'm going to eat. 
um, how does that firm up your foundation of your faith? Like I think uh, I talk about foundation, like um, when we build a house, obviously we build this like really strong foundation and without it, the house will crumble. It, it can't stand. And so all of these things that he tells us are kind of building this cement bottom on our floor, right? So then when we go back and we question, which we do when we float, when we see a butterfly, right? We do all those things. We can come back and we can tell ourselves, yeah, but he, you know, really ate. What does this do for your foundation? Does this in particular, this imagery, this idea, does this firm up your foundation at all? Do you even question it? Are you just like, of course he ate. Like, is it even a question for you? I think that it's human nature to want to have tangible evidence, right? You you know, and I don't want to go off on a tangent, but like, you know, even with people today, you know, during the whole pandemic, it's like, you know, we need the science. We need to know that there is truth behind what you're selling us instead of just blindly like go ahead and and accept whatever Mm -hmm. the government is telling us to do right yeah it's difficult to believe in something that you can't touch Mm -hmm. and and see and smell and and even then you know there he is with thomas and he's like come on stick the finger right in there like i know you still don't believe you see me and you still don't believe Mm -hmm. you have to touch me and you know and it wasn't until then that he finally converted and became you know one of the greatest spreaders of the good word but it's like it's just part of our human nature and even even when you get that evidence people still struggle and doubt and like you said, I mean, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. It's like, not only is he showing it just to show his human side, but he's like, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you need to understand what you're stepping into because I'm still asking you to go yeah. and and spread the word. Yep. Yeah, their so, job wasn't done. You're right. Right. Yeah. Or even it's kind of like you can speak to your disbelief because now you believed now you're in disbelief and I'm here mm-hmm. and you're turning around to believe again. Yeah. When you go to spread this word, there are going to be people who are going to be unbelievers and that's how you're going to connect with them. And then something that I was thinking about before also was that like he did all these things of, of a model of how to interact with them, like sit down and break bread with people, walk with them and have a conversation with them. And so with it, it was like, this is what I did. You can do it too. Yeah. And so it's just amazing to me. So he models everything for that. And this mm-hmm. is this is the grace and beauty he has for us being as kind of broken as we are, right? Because even he could have just left and said, I told you already, mm-hmm. move on. This is what I told you. This is what I gave you. I gave your commission, go out and do it. And he didn't. Mm-hmm. And to the, the worst of us, he said, now you can feel me and touch me because now you know I'm here. And he didn't even get mad at them. Like he had compassion for them, even in recognizing that there are people, cause I'm one of those people. Like I remember when I became a believer, it took a really long time. Like I was like, I'm not gonna believe till that entire story makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta have every image laid out. I have to know, I have to recognize that this completely makes sense. And bringing up the pandemic is perfect timing cause it's the same thing we do now. And I do it too, I, I do it too. Like, well, my science says, you know, like, <laughs> right. Right? Like, my degree in right, field, so. exactly. Right. And so, and so, who can we trust? And he consistently comes back and lets us know that he can, that we can trust him. And he comes back and he says, "I'm here. I, I told you I was coming back, and now you can touch me. Now I'm going to eat, and you, you can trust me that I said, I am who I am." 
Hyatt's page. Thanks again for joining us in our study today. We hope that you've found some great truths to apply to your life and some encouragement as you walk with Jesus. We here at Study with Friends are modeled more like a small group and want to encourage you to continue your growth through the local church. If you don't have a church home, we encourage you to find one where the Bible is taught in every situation. Study with Friends is a completely donor-supported ministry. And if we have blessed you, would you consider donating to us? Monthly partnerships are particularly helpful, but no amount is too small. We'd also love to stay connected. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can stream us on the go wherever you are with Spotify, iTunes, or Stitcher. And now you can watch the ladies on YouTube. If all that's a bit too much for you, feel free to email us. You can find our email on our website, studywithfriends.org. We have plenty of other resources that are all free to you when you go there. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time when we study with friends.